Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. We are Cavan Podcast. Because Cavan's not just a place, it's a people. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the McAvoy Super Value GEA podcast brought to you by We Are Cavan. I'm delighted to be joined by Paul Fitzpatrick, sports editor of the Anglo Celt. On today's show, we're going to be looking back over Cavan's open round defeat to Fermanagh. We're going to hear from the Cavan manager, Mickey Graham, and on his 150th appearance, Martin Riley. I suppose, Paul, that's as good a, a place to start as, as any 150 games. And I was just thinking to myself that. It's a rarity, like, you know the way people will talk about your debut. For, for Killigarry, Ushin Brady's debut came on their, the club's longest service, serving county players, 150th game. It's, it's one that he'll never forget, like, that, that everybody will, I think everybody will remember Ushin Brady's debut, because, particularly within Killigarry, because of, of Martin Riley's wonderful achievement there too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, it definitely illustrates a, a club that's doing things right when you've got the longest serving player on the team, which is obviously testament to a, a very good player who's able to stay fit and stay good enough to play for so many years and so many games and generally is always fit. Um, and then you have a player coming in like that, and you have Connor Smith there as well, who's only 22. So you had three Killigarry men playing in the forward line for Cavan. Uh, I'm not sure if Killigarry would have ever had three players starting in a National League game before. Uh, the only championship game for Cavan, possibly not. Um, no, maybe Raymond Galligan with Jamie Coffey. I don't know, was there anybody else around that time? Damien Keeney played a few games around that time, but it's unlikely Ted, that they were, Ted Smith, yeah, it's unlikely they would have had three starting. So that's no. a, a very good day for, for Killigarry. But it's interesting <clears throat> listening to the, to the interview that you conducted with Martin where he, he referenced Jason Riley and you asked him. When you think back to to uh, when you started, did you think you'd still be playing in 2021? He said, definitely not. And he referenced Jason Riley. And I was just off the top of my head thinking, you know, how many players can you go through? He played with him. He played with such and such a lad to bring you right back to the early days of Cavan. And just off the top of my head, I was thinking, well, Jason obviously played with Stephen King, who was in the on the Cavan panel in the winter of 79, as far as I know. So... Well, I know that for a fact because Stephen told me. Yeah, Stephen, yeah. So Jason, Martin played with Jason. Jason played with Stephen King. Stephen King would have played with with Steve Duggan, who played right up until the tail end of that year. Steve Duggan would have played with Charlie Gallagher, who made his debut in November 55. Charlie Gallagher would have played with Simon Dignan. Now, this is... (laughs) Simon Dignan played in the the, right back in the early 40s. But he would have played with, with big Tom O'Reilly. 
but Big Tom was still there into up until forty seven. But you could say if you if you went a line through Big Tom O'Reilly, then it gets sketchy for me. But like he would have definitely played Big Tom's first year was nineteen thirty three, and then he would have played with Jim Smith, who was there from the early twenties. So you, you can trace a line from Martin O'Reilly back through seven players, eight players, is it? Martin, Jason, Stephen, Steve, Steve Duggan. That's three. Charlie, Simon, Big Tom, Jim Smith. So seven players. Uh, right through have handed the jersey on to somebody else and that basically brings you right back to the early years of the association last year so it's amazing these long serving servants that, that Gavin and other counties produce absolutely uh, worth the weight in gold yeah yeah the, an interesting one for me would be to see which <laughs> actually and it would only be interesting for me it'd be interesting for nobody else but which team would could get back to Fordis with the least number of players yeah, yeah, no, that, that, yeah, that is interesting. There's some counties can go back a long way with managers and things like that as well, who have who have long serving managers. It would be an interesting one to see. You know, I'd say a lot of counties would would be similar to Cavan because you you're always going to have uh, some long serving player, but it just so happens that overlaps with another long serving player. But yeah, uh, it just so happens there that like you've got Duggan and Charlie Gallagher covered, you know, over twenty five years between them. Um, Nominally. Yeah, phenomenal stuff. Well, probably more. If I really looked at it, you could probably you could probably actually come up with better examples. You could probably get it down to six, maybe. But it's interesting. I always think of that with these long-serving players because in years to come, if they go on and have long careers, so like so Paddy Lynch, Kevin McGovern, Oshin Brady, they're going to be able to say, well, look, I played with, with Martin Riley. Martin Riley. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, amazing. Exactly. it's amazing. And uh, even Keen Mackey, like, he would have had the likes of Conor Brady coming in, and like, he's only 22 he was possibly one of the, he was definitely one of the youngest on the, on the Ulster final team in, in 2019. He played with Keane Mackey, who goes back to 2005, straight off. Yeah. So it's, it's really interesting when you look at it like that, just for, for nerds like us, I mean. Definitely, definitely. Well, come here, let's hear from Martin Riley after the game. I was joined by Martin Riley on, at the end of your 150 games for Cavan. I suppose it's not the way you wanted this game to, to finish off. Disappointing result. Uh, yeah, very disappointing result. But we, we knew it was going to be a tough, tight game coming down here. It always is. And we were going to get nothing easy. And we knew that. And we still probably we would have felt we should have had enough to get over the line. And unfortunately, we didn't. And uh, it's very, very disappointing. It, it was one of those games, though, that... Coming into it, you didn't really know where you stood. You've, you've played a lot of games for Cavan, but not this year. And I suppose without match practice, it's hard to just switch it on. Yeah, it's 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 a very different uh, training, match training, and uh, coming out here and playing a, na- a national league game. It's so so different, so much tougher. And uh, we we like we there was no room for challenge games or anything like that. So it was tough coming into it. But I suppose it's the same for both teams. And. Uh, but um, so we'll just have to put the heads down this week and big game next week against Longford. Yeah, it does become huge now for the rest of the league. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's two must-win games. Yeah, no room, for, no room for error now. So uh, it's a must-win game next week, and uh, so the head down this week and look at looking back. I suppose briefly on, on your career and maybe when when the season is over, we'll get you in to talk fully about it. But did you think when you don't made your debut back? I think it's 2007, 2008 yeah. that, that you'd still be playing in 2021 no definitely not <laughs> and uh, I remember I remember thinking back then that uh, talking to the likes of Jason Riley at the time and he was playing for so long and I never thought he'd be playing uh, as, uh, maybe as long as he played for Cavan so no I didn't think yeah and, uh, 
it's 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 had a phenomenal amount of highs and lows. I suppose, yeah. obviously, last year being being the the biggest high. But was it difficult? Was the times throughout your career where you, where you kind of thought, is it worth doing this? Oh, definitely, yeah. There was plenty of time. Uh, there was lots of disappointing days, and you you wondered was it worth it? But uh, I'm delighted I did stick it out and kept going. And um, last year's uh, Ulster Championship win was worth every second of it yeah absolutely well come here we're going to catch up with you when, when the season's over but yeah. best of luck for the rest of the league and the championship even though like a wonderful occasion to make 150 um appearances he 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 was clearly disappointed after which is you know i i kind of thought that walking away does there come a point where you know you don't get disappointed because you've you've been dealt with all the ups the downs the highs the lows but clearly not when 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 you're at that level of competitive the way Martin Riley is, um, you know it it still hurts him to lose games. Yeah, you'd wonder how disappointed Gavin were. Um, no, I don't think like I know we're beating this drum again. I, I don't think they were devastated after the after the game. Looking at the body language of some of the subs, even at halftime and so on, Gavin uh, were just getting back into game mode more than anything. But. Uh, I don't think they were devastated. Very, very disappointed, I suppose, to lose any match. And when it's a tight match as well. Um, but I, I think they will be taking positives out of it. Mar- like Martin Riley's been there through a lot of bad days as well as the good days. And he said himself about winning the Ulster final last year. Um, but he would have seen a lot of bad days. He would have played on some poor Cavan teams and probably thought we're never going to get anywhere. And there was probably mm-hmm. Cavan teams. There would have been points where Cavan would have been celebrating losing on National League game by a point to Fermanagh it would have been progress coming from some of the positions Cavan had been in and I'm not saying we should be celebrating it definitely not but uh, for context like Martin would have would have seen a lot of dark days with Cavan especially mm-hmm. back around the turn of the, the last decade I have to say I, I, I disagree with you on one point there I do think they were disappointed like I, as in I think the players were very disappointed just when I was um, just waiting to talk to, to Martin a lot of players walked by me. They were, they were after grabbing their food. They were heading towards their car. There was no, no giggling or laughing or, or, or joking about that I heard. It, 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 it all seemed very kind of reflective and, and, and sobering um, with them, which I was delighted. I have to say I was delighted to, to see that within the group. So that, that should be the way. You should never kind of think, well, a defeat, oh, well, it's okay. It's not, it's not the end of the world. In terms of these lads and their... It's already right for us on the outside because we can we can take a little bit more of a, a a holistic approach to the idea. But they've got to look at every single game, every single training session as competitive, and I suppose that's why they're disappointed. Yeah, and like Mickey Graham has said repeatedly, that Cavan needs to draw a line on the twenty twenty, and probably media, local media like us and supporters the same. Maybe maybe I'm still on a bit of a warm afterglow of, of that Ulster final success and I'm thinking ah yeah but we're still Ulster champions which probably isn't <laughs> in all fairness it's yeah. probably an approach that we can't have um, because it really has to be forgotten about now like yeah. this is a big game against Longford coming up on Saturday even now and, and to lose that one would be I'm not going to say a disaster but to lose that one would be a major setback because um, Longford after well, I, well I'll say it <laughs> it would be a disaster it, it, it would be, in my opinion, if Cavan lose, you're essentially gone from, from th- your chances of promotion. And I, I personally think that that is a disaster for Cavan football. I think they need to get up to Division 2 um, 
So I, I, I think it will be a disaster. But let's hear from, from Mickey Graham. Uh, Mickey Brennan caught up with him after the game. Joined now with the cabin manager, Mickey Graham, after defeat here on Brewster Park to uh, Fermanagh. Mickey, uh, disappointing result and disappointing way to start the, the league campaign. Yeah, it was. Um, we were coming in kind of not really knowing where we were at, but uh, we got a good reality check today, this evening now. We know exactly where we're at and where we need to get there moving forward. So lots of work to do. Um, look, at it's the first game of the year for us, competitive game. So we'll, we'll take the learners from it and try and correct them for the next day against Longford, which is going to be another tough encounter. Yeah, it's a short turn turnaround and you're back out next Saturday. And, you know, it just, I suppose, heaps the pressure on the league camp. Campaign now you've got two games left and more than likely you're going to need to win both of them. Yeah, well, look at it. it depends what way you look at the league, and um, you know if it heaps pressure or not. You know, we just looking for one game at a time. We're not looking any further than um, than Longford next week. We haven't even looked for any further than for Manor, to be honest. Which is so you know, we'll take it week by week. We have certain t- targets we want to hit in, in this league, and that's what we'll continue to do. So you know, as I said, we'll not talk about um, further down the line any further than Longford. Yeah, and I suppose um, when when you look at the game as a whole, Mickey, you, you have to credit for Manor as well. Um, put in a real stern uh, performance there, and you know never were never were too far away from us. And once they got their lead twenty minutes into the second half, they, were, they weren't going to relinquish it. Yeah, look, we knew they were hungry. Um, they've had a lot of hurt um, the last couple of years. Um, a lot of t- tight games didn't go for them, but we knew exactly what to expect coming down there. We we're under no illusion. And looking hats off to them. They wanted a wee bit more tonight than we did. And um, I said that to the lads afterwards. You know they were hungrier and they deserved to win. So we have no qualms. You know, we had opportunities obviously to get something out of the game. We didn't take them, made a lot of handling errors that we, we'd be disappointed in. But again, you know, it, it was a first time being in them situations this year. So you'd be hoping that you can tidy them up as, as we move forward. How big was the sending off of James Smith in the middle of the field? Yeah, look, at James was actually having a great game at that stage. So yeah, look, at he, he was a big loss. Um, I didn't think he connected. Hi, I think it was just on the chest. He was after probably be getting frustrated there, but we have a look at it and see, um, see for you know, was there anything to go on there? Yeah, and I suppose Mickey, looking at the starting team as well, you had three debutants in your full forward line, and the loss of Thomas Galligan is it an injury or, or what is the story with Thomas? Yeah, look, Thomas has a bit of a knock along with a couple of other lads, so you know we we could have took a chance, but look, at we have to think of the bigger picture further down the line. So um, yeah, look, at give an opportunity to other lads. Some of them done well, other lads will get another crack at the, the next day. So look, at this is what the league's about: giving lads opportunities, and some of them, as I said. Yeah, yeah, really sh- stood out there today for us and we're hoping that this will bring them on leaps and bounds Finally you said like you know towards the end of the game we did have our chances I suppose the two frees towards the end we were after taking off Cueven McGovern and Patrick Lynch and, and, and it just shows you when you look at the other side you know, Sean Quigley kicking yeah. nine of their 15 points a free taker is just imperative to the it, team it is yeah look as you have to take your opportunities but we had a free taker on there in Chris as well so you know what I mean and Raymond so usually them boys are, are, are good at the, they've, done the kept, they've done the business for us last year when we needed them and you know we had still two good debutants or yeah two good men to take over the mantle from them so there's no excuse but look at these they, they happen you know to happen we'll dust ourselves down and move forward it's it's day one and there's a lot of football to be played yet will you have Jerry Smith and Thomas Gallagher back for the uh, game against Longford next week um, look at it all depends see how they get on this week the medical team will decide that Brady's Arva Limited main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles have been serving the needs of the motoring community 
in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family-owned and family-run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. Yeah, so Mickey has become, well, look, not has become, He's excellent at, at, at avoiding the answer. And I like the way Mickey Brennan came back at him twice uh, to find out about Thomas Gallagher and Jerry Smith because the first time he asked, there was no there was no answer coming, which is, I tell you what, that's a difficult skill to do, what Mickey Graham's after doing there. Essentially, he's given nothing away in terms of Jerry Smith and Thomas Gallagher. No, he didn't, he didn't give much away. When Mickey came back at him again, he basically said, look, you'll have to ask the medical team. So... <laughs> Um, I can't, I can't blame him for that. He's not under any obligation no. to, to maybe it's GDPR, but he's not under any obligation <laughs> to, to give anything away to oppose him. He could be worried about their medical information considering the hacking that's gone on in the HSE and that. Ah, uh, yeah, that's it. That's it. But, um, just, just listen to Mickey Graham there. He, he made the point, he made a couple of points, and he kind of said something that I had had sort of come to the same conclusion myself on the podcast yesterday. He talked about Fermanagh wanting it a bit more and that they had a lot of hurt. And mm. if you remember, I was saying that it reminded me of Cavan in 2013, where you're coming off the back of an appalling season and it's hurt, but it's embarrassment as well as a footballer. And you're just like, right, that's it. I don't, I don't care what happens. We're going we're gonna, to uh, wipe away this embarrassment. We're going to restore a bit of pride in the jersey now. And uh, it's easy to be motivated, actually, when, you, when you're coming off the back, when you've bottomed out. When you've bottled out with that, it's easy to be motivated because you know you, you can't get any worse, and you're like, yeah. well, you're you're almost embarrassed, or you are embarrassed, and and uh, you want to set that right. And they're probably better than, than they showed last year. And again, that leash game, like that was embarrassing schoolboy stuff. The way they threw that game away last year, so there was that. And Kevin, just you can bang the table all you want, or you can you can have all the team talks and everything else, but it it was always going to be difficult for Kevin to match that. So when you look at how close the game was the whole way through. That's why I think Cavan won't be too annoyed about it, especially Mickey Graham, because it's probably no harm to get a defeat in there. Now, it sounds like maybe I'm, I'm making excuses here and blah, 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 but I, I don't think I am, because thinking about it before before the league, and I hold my hands up, I was kind of saying, look, each league game now is going to be more important than your average league game. What you have in your head as a vision of what a league game is, this is going to be more because the season is condensed. And mm. so instead of having seven of them, now you've only got four of them. You know what, when I think about it now, I'm starting to think, is it closer to the Championship or is it closer to McKenna Cup? Because there is the lottery aspect to it. Okay, you want to get everyone, every Cavan supporter I speak to is like, you've got to get out of Division 3. We've got to get out of Division 3. And I'm starting to think, well, we're all repeating this mantra, but do we have to get out of Division 3? Why do we have to get out of Division 3? Because well, it, it's, a, it's a three, it's a four-game season. It's essentially in the league this year. Yeah, but but essentially what it means next year is, um, and this is assuming you don't get relegated, obviously, but you're, you're next year then, if you don't get out of Division 3, you're playing seven games against Division 3 opposition. Whereas if you win Division 3 or get promoted, you're playing seven games against Division 2 opposition. Of the Division 2 opposition, you're probably going to have a, a Monaghan or an Armagh or... 
maybe a Mayo, uh, though it's unlikely, or as common, maybe, you know, somebody like that coming down. So you're going to have at least one or two really good competitive games that are uh, of a standard that will prepare you well for championship. I don't think you're going to get any games in Division 3 that are going to prepare you for Tyrone. So that's, that's where, that's why it's important. And for me, while if we had lost the first round of the league in a seven-game league, not the end of the world. But this is, losing that game has doubled the impact for the Cipriani. It's like losing the first two games of a seven-game league. And that's that's where it's 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 important. Um, yeah, but, yeah I, I understand what you're saying. And, you know, you don't see many teams winning the All-Ireland that aren't in Division 1, put it like that. You do see teams winning the Ulster Championships that aren't in Division 1. Uh, we've seen Cavan in Division 1 before and go in and get hammered by Division 1 teams in the league having played Division 1 Championship. We saw that happen in, when we played Division 1 in, in 2019. And we, we, we did okay, we beat Monaghan in the championship, but again, Monaghan, all bets are off. We could be in division four and they could be in division one and vice versa. That's just that's a game that takes on a life of its own. But we when we played Donegal and Tyrone in twenty nineteen, having played having played division one league, uh, you know, it didn't really stand to Cavan. You couldn't say back under Matty McLean in twenty seventeen and we were in then and we were we were beaten in the championship. It didn't stand to us in that championship either. So maybe there's another way of doing it. Maybe you know, but is there is there any evidence to prove that consistently being in Division Three will help you? Like I know Monaghan won the Ulster Championship coming out of Division Three. That's fine. That was what 2013, 14, 13, yeah, 13. So that's going on eight years ago, and going back before that, I don't know when the last time it was. So there's not there's no body of evidence to say that being in Division 3 is an advantage. There's a huge body to say that it's a disadvantage. Well, I don't know if it is or not, Damien, because it is, like... Well, for the last eight years, no no Division 3 team has won the title. Well, the thing is, how much of a correlation is is there? Um, that's, that's the question, because uh, you know, you take... You're saying that, that playing in Division 3 was a disadvantage. Well, Playing in Division One wasn't an advantage to Cavan by the very same. But it, but it was, an, but it was an advantage to the other teams. It was an advantage to Donegal or Tyrone or Monaghan when they were winning the Ulster titles. They were more often than not. Now and again, I'm not 100 percent sure on the, on the actual stats. They were, they were all in from 2014 to last year. All Ulster winning teams were at least Division Two, if not Division One. Yeah, but maybe, maybe. That just they just happened to be in that division. Maybe maybe those teams could have won won it if they were a division three team as well. Do you know what I mean? It's 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 only like it's only really a number beside your name as a team, as Cavan proved last year. Cavan were going by league rankings, Cavan were the fifteenth um ranked team in Ireland or the sorry, the seven sixteenth ranked team in Ireland, yeah, second bottom in division okay, two. Yeah. It didn't mean anything. It's only the league. It doesn't mean anything. Maybe what we could be seeing here, Damien, is, and what you're saying makes perfect sense, but I'm just kind of arguing this point for the sake of it. But maybe what you, maybe what we are seeing is that Mickey Graham has a different way of doing it, and that maybe in a couple of years' time, every manager will be doing this because well, it's that, like that, it's like that interview would state it. Yeah, that yeah, is, like, that interview would definitely state it. They Cavan have Cavan have a, had have won more games in the championship than they have in the league under Mickey Graham. Yeah, and, which and is they, the first manager in. I don't know. You know how long, but it's it's that hasn't happened in a long, long time for Cavan. 
No, it hasn't. And like under Terry Highland, Cavan uh, had a great record in the league, but found it harder to make progress in the championship. So maybe at this stage of the development of the Cavan team, you got to put your eggs in the basket. You have to remember that the league means nothing. The league. Who who was in the league final in twenty fifteen? I don't know. I presume Dublin were probably in it, but who did they beat? I don't. I haven't a clue. The league, the league is is meaningless. No, no. You see, this is where it. it you're. I, I I disagree with you on this. So what you're talking about, and I agree. I agree with you on one point that that nobody remembers who wins the league. I, I do completely agree with you on that. But in terms of preparing a team, you've got to play the best teams to know where you're at. There's 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 very little opportunity for you to to beat a good team unless you've played a good team. And that's that's just like you talk to any sports person anywhere in the world, they're not going to say, oh, we, we line up a load of easy games before we go into the toughest game of our life. It just wouldn't work. The, the science behind it is completely gone from that idea. So that's why there is an advantage in playing the Division One in the league is that you'll get tough games. You're guaranteed to get tough games. And there's also... The, the, the old adage that, you know, a, a ship will always find the level that it's at or, or come to that level. That's that's where I'd be worried about Cavan is that we get used to Division 3 level and then, okay, it's a big jump up and, and you have to go way above that level to, to do well in, in championship. Realistically, we've said it on the podcast, last year Cavan played one super game against Donegal. They played a half... A super half against down, you know, they played just well enough to get over Antrim and played a, a, a super comeback against Monaghan as well. But they didn't play consistently well for any game other than the Donegal game. So that was that was them playing above a level. Now, the idea being that you try to get to that level, stay at that level, and then your next jump up is to play a better performance at a higher level. But we're we're not getting the opportunity to play a better performance at a higher level until championship this year. So and that's going to be almost what ten months after after that that league perform or that 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 also final victory. Mm. I the, the, you don't prepare well by playing weaker teams. You might you might get away with playing one or two. You don't how, prepare how did, well. How did Cavan win the Ulster Championship last year? If that's the case, because we who was the best team we played in Division Two last year? Roscommon or 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 Kildare. Roscommon would like they, they got promoted. Kildare were relatively good last year by the end of it. And that was just at the end of, of, of the league. Um who did we play at the start of it? Sure. Um we were playing the likes of well if you look if you look at championship results last year, uh no team from division two did anything. Bark Haven. Clare did nothing, Roscommon did nothing, uh, Kildare did nothing. No team in the, that was in that Division 2 uh, competition last year. Fermanagh, appalling, um, ho- hockeyed out the gate. The Tipperary not? Were Tipperary in Division 2? They were in Division 3 last year. Division 3 last and year. And they turned around and won the Championship. So, won the Monster Championship. So, I, I How think, many I good think, performance did Tipperary put yeah, in? Yeah, the Tipperary, they only put in one. They only put in one. But in a knockout championship, sometimes it only takes one. Like you said yourself, Cavan only played for the full seventy minutes once. Well, what's 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 the championship going to be in twenty twenty two? It's not going to be a knockout championship. 
Yeah, that's that's right. But that's a long way down the line. I'd rather, if I was Mickey Graham, I'd rather focus on the Ulster Championship this year. Put it like this. Mm. Put it like this. Would you rather? How many league games would you like to win if you had to? If you had to, um, if you had to swap that for a win over Tyrone in the Ulster Championship, we saw last year we were ready. Oh, listen for the second. I, 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 don't get me wrong. I'm not. I'm by no means stating that that league is as important or anywhere near as important as championship. I'm just saying it's about the preparation to win those championship games. I just think the only reason that that a league is even played is uh, to help prepare you for a championship. That's what I think. To, to, as in, the only, reason, the only reason that it's good to get the Division 1 in the league is because, theoretically, it gives you a better chance of performing well in championship. But if you have proven that, that you can perform well in championship without that, then I wouldn't be overly annoyed about the league. And Calvin, I think, have, mm. under this management, Calvin have won more games. Now, there's a lot of counties out there who, for them, the league is, is the biggest competition, which... I hate to hear that myself because it's really it sounds a bit defeatist to me. You know, I, I understand if you're in if you're in uh, Connacht and you're up against the likes of Galway and Mayo. Although Galway were very bad the weekend, but teams like that, it's difficult if you've got a much smaller pick and so on. But so maybe maybe that I can understand why those teams are focused on the league. But getting up in the league is really a bit of a a bit of fool's gold, I think, because it doesn't really. Mm. It doesn't. It all comes down to championship. But getting up in the league is sort of a cargo cult type effect. I think you get up to Division One and you think you're on the verge of a breakthrough. You might not be. You only think that. Like look at 2018 or under Matty McLean in 2018, Cavan got up out of Division Two of the league. And if you look at the results of the teams who played in Division Two in that in that particular league, they were brutal. They were absolutely brutal. Mead got beaten in the championship by Longford. Uh, was it was it Kildare who lost to Carlo that year off the top of my head? But, Kildare but, but, were brutal. Everyone in that but, division was brutal. So Kevin got to Division One and you think, oh great, we got to Division One, that's gonna help us. Did it help us? I don't think so. We played a year in Division One then and we went in against Division One teams and the best out to get in the championship. It's, it, it look it, it'll be a very interesting experiment if it turns out to be that that Kevin stay in Division Three for another year and put together even over the, the, the three year period two super Ulster Championship runs that, you know, then, then all of a sudden it, it changes. All I'm saying is everything that I know about preparing for competition, you, you have to have high level competition in preparation of that. Boxers bring in, you know, former world champions to spar if they're going for a world championship fight. Yeah. You know, tennis players play the, the best that they can play in preparation for these competitions and that's that's where I think that there may be a disadvantage if if Mickey Graham can crack it that these lads can just motor along during the league it's, it's challenge matches is what it is I would be happy as hell if we improve our Ulster Championship record quite beat Tyrone you know and 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 progress on I just think that the more the more common approach that that people that 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 most managers are going for is that by progressing in the league, you've got a better chance of, of winning titles in championship. Yeah, look, you're right about that. Like, I, I, I'm not arguing that point, really. What I'm saying is that is the common approach. What I'm saying is maybe when all things are even, it's the, it's the, the team or the manager who innovates a little bit and tries something different, which mm. we're, we're always afraid to try in Gaelic football. Um, and it's the team who does get a little edge like that and try something different, like Tyrone when they, 
you know, when they went to training one night a week back under Mickey Hart at one point and won in All Ireland when everyone else was training five nights a week and they stopped playing challenge matches. They never played yeah. them around that time under Hart. So it's it's just an interesting way of looking at it. But the other thing I was thinking was I, I we're not going to get relegated to Division Four, I don't think. I, I just can't see that happening. I can't see Cavan uh ending up in in the bottom two of the group and then losing a playoff. Uh, against looking at the teams in the other group, I think when push comes to shove, we're not going to be relegated to Division Four. And I actually think we might scrape into the the top half of of Division Three, which gives you a shot at getting out of it with one win. So if you look at it, that's Derry seemed to be flying. Like the talk was that Derry were training really hard over the winter. Derry seemed to have really hit the ground running, running, and they were miles, miles better than Longford at the weekend. So they're possibly at Championship pace as it is. Um, so let's say Derry win all their games in the group Derry could beat Cavan so let's say Derry win all their games if Longford beat Fermanagh which is definitely not beyond the realms of possibility I'm not sure where that game is but if that game's in Longford that is definitely not beyond the realms of possibility that Longford beat Fermanagh if Cavan could beat Longford that leaves Derry top of it and you have three teams there with one win now if Cavan score difference yeah Longford are going to have a bad score difference because they've got such a hammer on at the weekend Possibly that would rule them out. Cavan would have them on the head-to-head anyway. Cavan are only one point worse off than Fermanagh at the minute. So, so every- you beat Longford by more than two points and Longford beat Fermanagh, you're promoted if Derry win all three games. Well, not promoted. You're into the same. You're into or, the same. Right, sorry, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and then you've got a crack at it. So I, I actually could see Cavan losing to Derry and still getting a crack at, at getting up. So what you're saying is Saturday is a must-win game against Longford. Well, I, th- I think if you, if you want to get out of the division, I think Saturday Saturday is a big, a huge game. Saturday is obviously, well, it's not exactly rocket science to say the second game out of three <laughs> is a big game when you've lost the first one. But yeah, I, I think Cavan, yeah. Cavan would beat Longford at home on Saturday. I think they'll be they'll be stinging a wee bit from the weekend. And uh, that's how I, I could that's I, how I could see I this, think, this playing out. I mean, I think Derry could win all their games. Cavan's scraping in second. You get through in second and then you're going to probably go in as favourites uh, more than likely then in your semi-final yes. amazingly even if you lost two games because the other half looks weak and you had Limerick beating Tipperary the weekend you could have Offaly or Limerick someone like that and Cavan would likely go in as favourites there in that semi-final mm. now we don't respond well to being favourites but you'd, you'd expect Cavan to come through if that was the line up there yeah yeah it it, 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 it will be just very interesting to see how, how it plays out in terms of the the league table and that, i.e. the one fly do see in your plan, I if, <laughs> if Longford are playing in Brewster Park, Fermanagh is going to beat Longford in Brewster Park. I I, I think that they're going to be that bit ahead, and I, I I actually think this weekend will tell us exactly where that lies because Fermanagh against Derry, I think, is going to be a, an absolute dinger. Like they're. There are two teams I think that are pretty close to the top of their game at the moment, and it was just interesting. Can can Fermanagh deal with Connor Glass? Um, can they restrict Derry's high score and attack there? Will 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 Derry's discipline allow Sean Quigley to 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 nail freeze? I think that that's that's the most exciting game of the weekend, really, um, in terms of our division anyway. But yeah, look, just look at look at the fixtures here now, David. So. Derry are at home to from or Derry it, the Derry v Fermanagh is in Derry Cavan games obviously in Longford so one, let's just check where Cavan's in Cavan or Cavan's yeah. in Cavan yeah so yeah. Um, Fermanagh are at home to Longford yeah Fermanagh are at home to Longford okay. 
Yeah, so your plan's out the window, mate. <laughs> <laughs> we have to we have to beat Derry. Or at least if we got a draw against Derry and beat Longford uh, by more than yeah, listen, let's let's not go down the road. Let's take the Mickey Graham approach here. We're not looking any further than Longford. And that's just the way that's the way it is. And you know what? That is completely the right approach. It, like it, 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 it can't be we're looking at the league or we're looking for promotion. They've literally got to take it one game at a time and, and looking at that single long for performance. Like how many of the how many of the Mullinocta boys are are mad to get one up on Mickey just just so that when he's out there for a point someday that he can he they can rub his face in it a wee bit. Like that's those are little kind of side plots that are going on here that 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 are going to be very very important on Saturday night so mm. we're, we're, we're looking forward to that one yeah um, so be- long but Longford are, are an unpredictable team but they're yeah. on their day they're good like like they've got some great results in the last few years um but their problem has been consistency and they have lost one or two players but they have a couple of good young players coming in there as well so um I was this I was disappointed with them I was surprised by the margin of their defeat the last day but that possibly says more about Derry as well like Derry seemed to be flying by all accounts Connor Glass it's a majestic form as well so um, it's mm-hmm. not, it's, it's, it couldn't be more finely poised definitely not definitely not uh, before we let you go folks want to just let you know over on the Die Hard service we will be bringing you reaction from the Cavan Camogues hammering of Wicklow I caught up the manager Jimmy Greville after that game also the Cavan Horlers they had a really a tight battle with Fermanagh script, a draw with four points in, in the end. We'll be looking back over that game and I caught up with the Cavan captain, Matty Hines as well. And to look ahead to the start of the, the ladies, uh, Little Ladies National Football League, I sat down with the new Cavan manager, Jerry Moan. So we'll be bringing you all those over on the diehard service, along with a preview of the Longford game uh, towards the end of the week. So um, that's over on patreon.com forward slash we are Cavan. Paul, thanks a million for talking to us on the McAvoy Super Value GA podcast. And to everyone, hope you have a good week.